Yes, this is Becca Millhaven. Just saying, I am Tom Becca. I am McGraw Millhaven. Welcome to the podcast. Well, the elections are over, so the 2024 race begins tomorrow, right? Uh, well, the 2022 election is not over with because we don't have all the results yet. So that's true. That's true. We're yeah, still waiting. Got to wait for Georgia to come through. See what happens. I, I will. Tell, what's your biggest surprise? Uh, biggest surprise. Yeah, that um, that some of the crazies like Lauren Bobert, you know, are uh, you know, I, I, that um, I don't know. Did maybe, she officially just, lose yet? Did Did she officially lose? I don't know. I haven't. I'm, let me check on this real. I quick. mean, I know there was like ninety percent in, and she was like it was fifty one forty nine. But that's a shocker. Uh, um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, I agree with you on that. Um, that's a shocker. The Democratic guy who was in charge of electing Democrats, he lost in, in New York. That's a shocker. Uh, as, of the, as of recording time here, as of one hour ago, uh, it's still neck and neck. Yeah. Hmm. So, and here's the thing. Okay, so this uh, today in, in uh, Nebraska, this morning, I went to, to Lincoln where the Nebraska Republican Party was holding a little you know, press gathering to talk about their elections. Now, mm-hmm. in Nebraska, the Democratic Party here is non-existent, okay? Actually, there were more candidates, this is scary, there were more candidates on the Marijuana Reform Party uh, ticket than there mm-hmm. were on the Nebraska Democratic Party ticket. So the Republicans were talking about their victories, right? And then they're talking about how you know about uh, we can't trust the elections. It's the weirdest freaking thing. <laughs> because they're running, they're all running unopposed. Yeah, and you can't trust the elections. So I know. So that yeah, because we got we got voter ID was passed. Voter ID was passed, but absolutely no way to uh, nobody knows how it's going to be implemented. Nobody knows what the policy policy is going to be about voter ID. Philosophically speaking, I have no problem with voter ID as long as it's free and easy to get to. But if you're going to make it difficult to get, or I don't think it can, I don't think illegally that you can charge for it. But if you're going to make it more difficult for people to get the ID to vote, then I got a problem with it. Yeah, you know, some of these um, states where there's no Democratic Party or no Republican Party, you know, they should just have open, just open primaries. You know, have 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 a have everybody run, have the two top vote getters. Uh, um, you know square off three months later you're talking about ranked choice voting or some variation thereof yeah yeah um and uh i agree with you on that i think ranked choice voting i think ranked choice voting is a way to get rid of some of these extremists on either from either party well it but ranked choice voting would you have ranked choice voting for the democrats and the conservatives or you just would you have one no it's everybody like, everybody's everybody's on there republicans so, democrats so, alike yeah so no party you have 10 people running, ranked choice voting, the top two vote getters square off in the general. Yes. If it's two Republicans, two Trumpers, two liberals, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and I heard you talking this morning on your show about, uh, was it the, like a county commissioner or something, something like that? Yeah, county uh, executive who lost. County executive, where the guy that was the Democrat switched over to the Republican Party because the Democrat that had one was like corrupt and just crazy, right? I mean, he's right. just yeah, yeah. So the guy that, so this guy that was a Democrat and had actually been very successful as a Democrat, 
decides to run as a Republican. Nothing else changed because the Republicans had no chance. So the Republicans said, "Well, actually, actually, hold on a second. The Republican that won was like literally had some mental health issues and stepped out of after she won the primary. She stepped down like a week later. And I'm not saying that like to be bombastic. She had some issues. Yeah. Some mental health issues. So she stepped down. So the Republicans were looking for, for somebody to run. And this Democrat, they approached him and said, hey, you know what? We know you're pro-choice. We know you're anti-Trump, but you're a businessman and you're middle of the road and you're moderate. And um, we'd like to um, back you for the county executive race, which doesn't really have anything to do with guns or immigration or abortion. It has to do with good governance. So would you do it? And so he agreed to become a, quote unquote, a Republican. Yeah. And he lost. Yes. Because the Democrats would not uh, vote for a Republican. Yeah. Democrats would not vote for a pro-choice, anti-Trump, middle of the road Republican who used to be a Democrat because he's a Democrat. See, I think this is a real problem in America that needs to be addressed. And I don't hear anybody doing it because it doesn't benefit anybody in a party to address this. But we've got to stop looking at each other as Republicans and Democrats and look at each other as Americans. You know, we don't want to end up as the Sunnis and the Shiites, right? We don't want to end up like that, the Hatfields and McCoys. We're all Americans. Let's work together. My problem with that is for the last four years, the Democrats have been complaining that the Republicans are too rigid. There's no right. They won't work across party lines. They you know, Donald Trump's a bombastic person. And here the Republicans reach across party lines and, quote, quote unquote, nominate a Democrat. Right. And Democrats were the ones who were too rigid, who said, no, 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 uh, we can't vote for this person because they were all caught up in. Is he pro-choice or pro-life? Who cares? He has no say in the matter. Oh, that's um, that's one of my frustrations with politics. When you get these, you know, uh, I'm pro-life or pro-choice. You're running as a city councilman. You're not going to change anything, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, and not only that, during the debate, somebody, one of the questions from the audience was, you know, are you pro-life or pro-choice? So that the, my guy, the Democrat, who was on the show for, he's, he's, been, he's been a weekly guest for three years. So him and I have become a, a pretty good, good friends. <laughs> he, he says, look, I'm, I'm pro-life. Or excuse me, he says, I'm pro-choice. My wife has had some difficult with the pregnancies. I can't imagine, you know, the the governor and the courts coming in and telling me what to do with my wife when we're trying to save her life. He says, so I'm very much pro pro uh, choice, but but he says he says it it doesn't matter. I I don't have any say in the matter. I have no say. Well, the other guy, the Democrat, says, well, that's why I have put. COVID-19 money so that women can drive to Illinois to have an abortion. So the other guy says, it's five miles away. Do you really need to have tax dollars allocated for someone to go across a river to have an abortion? And apparently he was beat up for that because it was very insensitive. It's like, really? And, And the county executive race has nothing to do with this. It's crazy. Look, no matter look, no matter what you say in that position, you're going to piss off somebody. I mean, they're just looking for things, you know, which is actually part of the problem, I think, with governing. Because what we need is we need statesmen who can govern and not politicians. But politicians are so worried about saying the wrong thing or ma- making the wrong vote. We had a situation here 
in Nebraska. Uh, guy running for Democrat running for Congress, and actually put a, a pretty good fight here in Omaha. Uh, Tony Vargas, good guy, good, guy, but he's liberal, right? Uh, liberal. The uh, he, he's in the unicameral. The unicameral is our state government. It's different than pretty than any other state. If you're not from Nebraska, you don't know what a unicameral is. Yeah, it's just it's the way we do things here. Anyway, members of the unicameral get paid twelve thousand dollars a year to be a state senator. $12,000 a year to be a state senator. The Republicans are running ads against him saying, liberal Tony Vargas voted to increase his, to, voted to double his pay. It was a bipartisan bill to at least give these state senators enough, you know, milk money to be able to, uh, you know, go out to lunch once in a while. And of course, the Republicans are blasting him because Tony Vargas wanted to double his pay. Even if it even if it was doubled, it would still be less than minimum wage. You know, geez, it just Actually the the point is is if you want more people to run and make it more of a commoner position as opposed to an elitist position, you should pay people more money so they could quit their middle-class job and go down there and serve with distinction. So you get a different voice and also, as opposed to only rich people. Yeah. And also, oh, by the way, you're talking about the Democrats. I hope they learned their lesson. You know, they took a page out of the Claire McCaskill playbook about trying to nominate some whack jobs for um, the, uh, the Republicans so the Democrats have an easier chance to win. And while that worked in many cases, it didn't work at all. And the reality is, is that it risked, they really risked getting some really bad people elected just because the Democrats were supporting bad Republicans in the uh, primary process. I hope that they learned their lesson and knocked that off. And the same, oh, thing, yeah. with the, same thing with the Democrats, with the Republicans, you know, don't do that. You know, go and try to find the best person for your party and not try to, you know, get the, the, the craziest one from the other. Yeah. Democrats learn their lesson. Um, okay. The whole, now, that, you know, they're, they're all... When you say it like that, I realize how foolish it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Democrats learn their lesson. Um, that's like Nebraska hiring a Nebraska quarterback to turn things around. They've really learned their lesson, haven't they? What's the, uh, what's the scoop on the Huskers search team? You got your well, nose to the ground. There's no, you got your ear to... there, there's no scoop. It's one of those things that those that know ain't talking, and those that are talking don't know. You know, um, I'm a, I'm of the I'm of the uh, belief that uh, you know that uh, they ought to they ought to stay with um, uh, well Mickey. You know, stay Mickey, with Mickey. You're so fine, hey Mickey. Mickey Joseph. You know the the the, the uh, interim coach they have right now. He's got that team playing above their uh, skill level. You know, and uh, and I just like the attitude he's brought to it. I think he deserves, a, you know, a three-year deal to just see if he can do something that... Well, you uh, can't give him a three-year deal. You have to give him at least a five-year deal because other teams will use that against him when they're recruiting. So you got to give him a five-year deal. Um, could you imagine if Scott Frost were still the coach? What, what, the, what the ranker would be? Right? I mean, at least you got somebody just saying different stuff. It would be a nightmare if Scott Frost was still the coach. Oh, that you're right about that. You're right about that. And if Scott Frost was still the coach, the team would have given up uh, last. The team, look, Hussers were in the game till the end last week. 
But if uh, Frost was still the coach, they would have given up. They would have given up. Uh, well, I mean, look, the, obviously they don't have a backup quarterback. Yeah. Their defense is, you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of problems with that team. And Scott Frost was given one more year to fix it. That wasn't a one-year fix. No. I did read something. I did read something where Scott Frost went for the quick fix. He went for the JUCO transfers early on. He went for the quick, you know, four or five-star recruits, just sort of get them in and hope we can coach them up and didn't have a whole bunch of, you know, philosophy and picking the right guys. And, you know, shockingly, it didn't work out. He went for the quick fix and it didn't work. Yeah. Well, Nebraska's got a few years to rebuild before they get to any sort of decency again, you know, which is just something that uh, just something that they're going to have to, you know, uh, have to accept. Let me ask you this, this question. If somebody were to hand you a check for $998 million, what the hell would you do? Stop talking to your sorry ass. <laughs> I, I, I could buy better friends. <laughs> I mean, how would you deposit that in the bank? Well, how, how would that work? Imagine uh, driving to the bank with a check for $998 million. Okay, first I'll go Sam's going to get half of that. So you're really only walking around. No, no, no. Well, all right. You'd have to deal with that. Not half, but a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know that in California, they don't tax... The state of California doesn't tax lottery winnings. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. So the guy's got to pay federal taxes, but not state taxes. Oh, I'll tip him a few uh, uh, tens of millions. Um, that, what I would do, I mean, I, look, everybody's thought of it. Everybody who bought a lottery ticket has thought of this. Um, and I honestly believe that if I did it, I mean, I won that much, you know, I would I know, obviously. I would die. I would obviously, yeah, pretty much. I'd obviously keep a few, you know, maybe five, ten million for myself, you know, and my family. Just to say, okay, look, you know, here we go. We're all set now, you know, and uh, I would do that. And then I would put the rest into a foundation. There would be the Tom Becker Foundation that would give money to hospitals, give money to schools, give money to, uh, you know, various uh, charities. Maybe maybe start up uh, some entrepreneurial, uh, you know, young kids in uh, impoverished areas that are good entrepreneurial spirits, give them some seed money to try to build up a business. I would do stuff like that. Would you set up a scholarship? Uh, along, along, with, along with the hookers and blow. <laughs> would, you, would you set up a scholarship at UNO for all the C students who like to get high behind the gymnasium? Uh, no, I would not. Oh, so you wouldn't want to help give, give somebody like yourself a helping hand up, would you? First of all, it wasn't behind the gymnasium. <laughs> <laughs> it was on O Street. Speaking of which, speaking of which, uh, in your state of Missouri, you're going to be uh, having the uh, wacky tobacco now, huh? Do you know how much money this is going to save me in gasoline so I don't have to drive to Illinois now? <laughs> you only... it's, an infl- it's an inflation reduction act is what it is. You only drive to Illinois when you got company coming to visit. <laughs> it's really, this is so weird. It's so true. People don't come and visit me. They're like, oh, wait, how close are you to Illinois? I'll be right over. I'm going to fly in. Yeah, well, it, it actually... Um... It actually here in Nebraska, you know, I mean, I mean, you lived in Nebraska back when we didn't have fireworks here, and you remember, you know, everybody drive across the border to load up on fireworks for the Fourth of July. I mean, there, there's going to be a caravan the first week, the first week that Rockford, Missouri, 
opens up a uh, dispensary, there'll be a caravan down to I-29 to uh, to get to it. And, of course, Nebraska will be the last state in the union to even legalize medicinal marijuana, let alone recreational. Yeah, uh, Nebraska and Missouri, right? That uh, Nebraska City is, um, there's a little border down there, and it's not too far from Omaha. It's worth a little trip. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know how they have, like, victory parties and, like, hotel ballrooms and stuff? Yeah. Right. So they had... Last night they had one for you know the Senate race and the Democrat and the Republican, and apparently they had one for um, Amendment Three, which was the legalized marijuana. And apparently that was a party last night. <laughs> they had all these young white guys with like black hats with like cannabis signs on the black hats. <laughs> it was like, well, there's there's an oddity. <laughs> That's a strange well, political rally. So in other words, it was like one of your parties when you were in college. Uh, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm not a dope smoker. Um, oh, you never smoked dope in college? No, I did. I did. That's the last time I did, though. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I mean, that's really literally the last time I did some summertime fun time. Um, though I had a new appreciation for Stairway to Heaven with Dresser. <laughs> I, I I don't want to know that story. I, I, I don't want to know that story. Can you can you you're you're a good political anal, uh, analyst. Can you explain to me how John Fetterman, the hoodie wearing, tat wearing lieutenant governor, who couldn't speak for three quarters of the race, beats Doctor Oz? Well, the uh, a couple of reasons. Yeah, I mean, as somebody that has just sort of been watching this from the sidelines. Uh, they did a really good job of um, naming Dr. Oz for living in New Jersey. You know, and they had, uh, who was it, like, the little Stephen Van Zandt from Bruce Springsteen's East Street Band. Yeah. You yeah. know, he was doing YouTube videos saying, hey, Dr. Oz, from back to Jersey, you know? <laughs> you know, that, what are you doing in Pennsylvania? You're a Jersey boy, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, that, then you had, I think That's you because had, Fetterman oh, couldn't talk. Yeah, and then, so you had that going on. Then you had like uh, Oprah, who uh, really started Oz's career uh, endorsing Fetterman, you know, which uh, was interesting. And then um, you had, uh, uh, then you had, uh, whatchamacallit, you had, you know, Fetterman starting to talk. And you had Biden. I think, I think Biden, I mean, how much, how much is that, like the coattails? Um, of Biden, uh, did Biden have, you know, I mean. Or how much is Trump, how much of that is a rejection of Trump that if you would have had a halfway decent candidate, um, you know, I mean, they went with Dr. Oz that they had a normal candidate in the primary, but they ended up going with with with, with Trump Scott. Well, I mean, me, that's that's on okay. Trump, man. Let me ask you this. OK, you mentioned Dr. Oz. We talked about Lauren Boebert and everything. OK, let me ask. Let me ask you this um, uh, from this point of view. Let me ask you. Is where does this leave Trump? Where does this leave Trump right now? Well, um, I'll tell you that um, the Republicans are in a dangerous position right now because they've been afraid. Hold on a second. That's my doorbell. Hold on. <laughs> Your doorbell. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Hold. Yeah, just... Hold. <laughs> Oh, 
Look at him taking the mic with you. There you go. Hi. Yeah. No good. I'm out. I'm on. A, I'm on a podcast. Later. What did he want? I don't know, but he looked like somebody who voted for Amendment Three. <laughs> I, I take it that was the marijuana. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so here's my here's my point with um <clears throat> with uh, Trump from the very beginning. If you remember, the very first question in the very first debate, right, was from. Megyn Kelly or uh, Brett, Brett Barr. And the question was, if you don't win the Republican primary, are you going to run as an independent? And he said, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Right. That's what they've been petrified from the beginning. And after January 6th, Kevin McCarthy went down to Mar-a-Lago because they, they turned their back on him. He would start another party. He'd do some type of independent thing. And you need the Trumpers as well as the normal people to win. So they kept them. They've kept this coalition together through hook or by crook. Now you've got DeSantis there. Now you've got people not winning. Now it's falling apart. Now what do you do? If you turn your back on Trump and you tell him we're done, he's going to take the whole party down because he can take 20 percent with him. So they, they're, they're, they're worse off today than they were because now he's not winning any races and he still has a following. Yeah. No, you, you bring up a, a good point there. But what, about, but what about the Democrats, too, that look at what's happening in the Democratic Party and just say, you know, that's too liberal. I mean, they, they look and say, you know, I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think that we should be paying off everybody's student loan, you know, uh, you know, and that. I mean, uh, well, apparently the young vote, the young vote came out for Democrats after that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it didn't hurt them. And, and look, I mean, there's a lot of nutty, there are a lot of nutty Democrats who are defund the police, um, but they're not on the national ticket and they don't have, they're not going to start a third party movement. You know, AOC is not going to start a third party movement. Is there but, room for a third Trump, party there of, of, of like, of like the sane Republicans and uh, the more uh, conservative Democrats? Is there a, look, is there a room, look, is there Donald, room out there look, for that? Look, did you see where that Ron, Ron McDaniel said that if Trump wins, the RNC isn't going to pay for his legal bills anymore? That's why I don't think that's why I don't think that Trump is going to announce next Tuesday like he's teasing. You know, I mean, look, I mean, all the times Trump has uh, cried wolf, he was going to release his taxes. He was going to uh, have a uh, replacement for Obamacare, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. I mean, all the all the things that, you know, he's going to sue this person and that person. Lawsuits never happen. So, you know, when he teases, oh, I think we're big, big announcement next Tuesday. No, there's not going to be a big announcement next Tuesday because he wants the Republican Party to be paying his legal bills, of which he has a lot. Right. So I'm with you. Right. I don't know. Right. He's he's allowed to raise money and give you know one percent of it to the Republicans, and he's allowed to stuff his own pockets with it. Um, and they're paying off his legal bills. If they lose him as a fundraiser, right? What does that do? He takes a whole bunch of people with him, and even though. People want to move on to Ron DeSantis, who, quite frankly, I, I actually I actually kind of like Ron DeSantis, but that's a whole other issue. Um, I, I don't know enough about him yet, but I don't I don't necessarily um, I don't necessarily uh, dislike him. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about him. I have to wait and see how the campaign unfolds. But that's still a ways away. All right. But the point is, though, a lot of Trumpers are sort of moving on to DeSantis. If Trump wants to make a stink and start a world war with Ron DeSantis, then you've got these people who have to choose. And they've chosen Trump. They've, they've appeased Trump enough to keep him in the fold, right? 
Um, and then some of them have sort of run out screaming like a Liz Cheney, you know, like a Jeff Flake, like some of these guys. Um, but some of them have sort of, you know, been, you know, sort of part of the Stockholm syndrome. Um, but oh, now it's not big time. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so now what do you do? Do you, do you, at some point you have to cut this guy loose because he's about to lose his third Senate seat in Georgia. So this, uh, I mean, he, yeah. so, I mean, what, what do they do? They're just, they're just sort of confounded. They don't know how to get out of this guy's way because he's such a bull in the China closet. And did you see where that congressman from Texas, the one with the eye patch, Dan Crenshaw said that, you know, these uh, election deniers know that the, the the election wasn't stolen. They know yes. there's no voter fraud, but they won't say it out loud. You know, they'll yes. say it behind the scenes, but they won't say it out loud. And I believe well, that. I mean, everybody says it. Everybody says something different in private, right? I mean, uh, uh, Eric Schmidt down here in Missouri, he just won the Senate seat. I'm not going to vote for Mitch McConnell for majority leader. Yes, you are. Who are you kidding? Mitch McConnell put millions of dollars in your primary race to beat the other nut job. You're going to turn around. You No, you're going to do whatever they tell you to do. I mean, it's all a game. Uh, yeah, the big it game. is. But and, I don't know. They got a, they and, got a problem the way, with okay. Trump. And, you, and, and you, you mentioned it's all a game. And I thought about that after uh, the last uh, Husker game, right? Yes. The Husker game, where afterwards, you know, the coaches go to the midfield, they shake hands, they have a conversation, they, you know, they smile at each other, right? You know, that's what politics should be. Okay, the race is over. Shake hands, concede. Who was the, um, oh, my God, uh, the Republican in Ohio? Um, uh, um, yeah, uh, not, uh, Tim, Tim Ryan. No, yeah, the, the, Democrat, the, the Democrat in Ohio, rather, yeah, Tim J. Ryan. When, when, he, when he lost to J.D. Vance, he, uh, you know, he said, look, I, I concede. This is what you do. Yeah. You know, this is how, this is how democracy is supposed to work. It was it was it was a very classy move. You know, I'll, I'll end on this. So I, the first time in my talk radio career that I was in a position where you and I both sort of play it down the middle and call balls and strikes. But I had a guy who was on my show for the last two and a half years running for county executive. So I can't be a fraud. Right. I was for the guy. Um, I made my you know, I was like, look, I you know, I I'm I'm biased when it comes to this race. And that's just the way it is. And I wanted this guy to win more than winning the lottery. And I mean, it was, I was heartbroken. This, this guy lost and I wasn't even in the race. And I was thinking, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe we could, maybe we could say fraud. Maybe it was this, maybe it was that. I mean, your head starts spinning. And then you're like, you know what? It's the sanctity of the ballot box. Suck it up. You lost. And so I could see how somebody could fall down a rabbit hole and sort of prey on their worst angels. I could see that very easily. Oh, yeah. But but I remember I was listening to your show on Election Day uh, and I was listening to it and you had a caller call in. And I was texting you while he was calling in. Yeah. But you, mentioned, you mentioned this this one candidate, this one candidate that you had on your program and I've listened to him numerous times. You have him on like twice a week for years. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the other guy was going to vote for his opponent, but he didn't even know why he was voting for his opponent. <laughs> no, he I, didn't. It was bizarre, and and uh, I I uh, I go to the Panera here in the morning to, you know, write my scripts and do get my work and get my mind all you know focused and everything, and there's a group of old guys sitting at a table that I always talk to on the way out, right, and there's one guy just goes out there and talks about you know how he can't believe that um, uh, that uh, what's his name Kennerman lost. Because you know he, he can't talk, he's blah blah blah. Said, but he says, he says, 
but I don't follow politics. But why did Tenderman lose? Blah blah blah. And I go, I go. Okay, you say you don't follow politics, but then you know all about you know Ketterman and the, and the stroke and everything. He goes, well, no, I I just like Doctor Oz. Who you gotta like Doctor Oz? Doctor Oz, don't you like Doctor Oz? I mean, it was like, oh Jesus Christ, help me. I I, I voted for that guy. You know why? Because he's for good schools. He likes good schools. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and he's not a politician. <laughs> By the way, can we just put that to rest? The minute you announce that you are running for office, you become a politician. Don't All say right. I'm not a politician because bullshit, you are. You can't, really? you, you, you can't, you can't put on the uh, the shoulder pads and the helmet, get on the fifty yard line, and don't call yourself a football player. You know, well, I, I mean, love yeah. these people. I love these people who went. Oh, he's a businessman. He doesn't have any experience in in politics. That's the guy I want. Oh, I've got, I've got inoperable cancer on my brain let me have the milkman operate on my head he doesn't have any experience either i hear you i hear you the the more i the more i see how we run this country the more surprised i am we still have a country (laughs) oh you know what the cdc says you should get a vaccine yes but jenny mccarthy says not to so i'm not gonna get one yeah yeah i know i know it's it's freaking nuts it's freaking nuts. So, All right, I got to go. I got shit I got to do. What do you got to do? On my phone. I'm a very busy man. It's a day after the election. I got people calling me. I got job offers. I got, you know, things going on. You got job offers? No, not really. I just threw that out there. Fake news. Does, he, does your boss know you have job offers? Uh, I don't have job offers. Then why would you say that? I don't know. I was, you I are I'm trying to because, because because this podcast has turned into our phone call when I'm trying to get off the phone with you. I'm like, so anyway, you're like, so what else is going on? Well, anyway, stuck on the side of the road. I got to get a, I got to fix my tire. Yo, so what else is going on? Okay, let's see. This is a podcast not on the air, right? Fuck you. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, my friend. Be well. Hey, uh, Tom. Yeah. Bye bye. Huda Media Production.